Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the after party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways and not just on Saturday. Hey, you guys, it's Anna David here with After Party Pod, podcast about addiction and recovery and other super funny topics. <laughs> this actually is a really funny one, I think, and I'll get into that in a second. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm assuming you're so, sort of interested in addiction and recovery, or you just really liked the name Anna David or the name Fielding Edlow, Jesus, Fielding Edlow, who's my guest today. That was a teaser. There's no reason not to like that name. It's a pretty awesome name, I have to say. It's not what I wanted to talk about first. What I wanted to talk about first is, um, yeah, if you... Well, first of all, what I want to tell you is I have another podcast. And by the time you hear this, my other podcast will have been launched into the world. So I hope you will stop what you're doing and go and download You've Got Issues with Anna David. It's this podcast I've been working on. For a long time now, um, I decided to actually get organized, record a bunch of episodes before I uh, released any, and I cannot tell you how much your support for this podcast would mean. Um, if you go over, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to ask for something up front, that's something I've learned as I've studied podcasting. Yes, I've been studying it, because I want this new one to be big and broad and huge. And so if you go and you subscribe and you review and you rate, and even though I'm not supposed to ask you that right now to do it, be awesome if you did, then the chances of it getting into the new and notable category are much better and you will have made that happen. So that podcast is going to be released every Monday. Uh, this is released every other Friday. So you just can get so many podcasts from me, sort of. Um, about this one, it's connected to my website, which is After Party Magazine, which is a part of RehabReviews.com, the world's largest rehab review website. If you need treatment, uh, it go, come there and do a search. We've got over 3,500 reviews all over the world, all over various uh, incomes, plenty that are free. So that's there for you. If you sign up for the newsletter afterpartynewsletter.com, you will get a copy of our free ebook. It's actually not free. It's $1.99 on Amazon. You'll get it for free. How I Got Sober. 10 addicts share their stories. They're funny. They're good. Uh, yeah. And you can sign up for the, um, the newsletter for the other podcast uh, at issueswithannanewsletter.com. Enough about that. Let's get into today's guest. 
Now, the thing is, I, she, I start off the interview telling her this, so you're going to have to hear this twice, that I really, when I first met her, which was a little over 10 years ago, all I wanted was to be her friend. I didn't really feel like she wanted to be my friend. I think she does. I think she, I think that she did, frankly. But um, the only reason that I learned to meditate was because of her. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the story speak for itself. Uh, the story is not going to speak for itself. I'm going to let you hear she and I talk about it. Anyway, she's a hilarious, brilliant woman. She's a writer, an actor, a stand-up comedian. She's from New York, but she lives in L.A. She had this huge solo show called Coke Free Jap, which just killed at the New York City Fringe Festival. And guess what? We know it killed because Showtime made it into a pilot. Now she's been going out on all um, the writer meetings. She's had plays uh, that have been finalists with numerous uh, conferences. And she uh, now has a show that's out right now called Bitter Homes and Gardens. Yeah, she's a funny one. She's really funny. She's really smart. She's sober over 18 years. And I'm going to stop talking and give you... Fielding Edlow. I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash. Oh my god, I think my copy has like blood stains on it from shooting up while reading it. Party animal, I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as right. I call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad? Like, I, you know? Yeah, I, I would just blow up in flames like I have to just hit oh you know by the way we're totally recording so it's oh, good we that you got introduced about like, oh yeah that was a real flames. slipping in that's how we do it I like we're it really casual I figured also we would start with something really interesting that you may not know I was just gonna drop this drop off. it the reason I meditate is because of you no do you Tom no do you want to know why so you and I knew each other from um, meetings, which are yeah. <laughs> secrets, <laughs> secret <laughs> meetings in a s- underground tunnel. <laughs> and I was like, I need to be her friend. Okay. So I'm like, hey, so flattering. Uh, yeah. No, this, this, and I go, hey, Fielding, like, can, can we go to dinner? And you're like, yes, we had a plan. You don't remember this. And then you go, here's the thing. I agreed to go to this meditation lecture. It was a Sunday What night. a loser I am. I should have gone to dinner. <laughs> li- by the way, I apologize no, for that. We should have gone to sushi. Do you realize it's been like 13 years and I meditate twice a day because of you? So I agree to go to this thing I don't want to go to because I like wanted to hang out with you. I, and I know. I end up learning meditation. It changes my life. You and I never went to dinner. Uh, <laughs> I love stories like that. And let me tell you. I don't meditate twice a day, right. barely do the first one, and now I need to reboot. So, so this is, this is the... And, 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 maybe, and also, by the way, I'm on Twitter because of you. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Did I tell you to go on? No, I went on your story, but well, it's a roundabout way that yeah. you've invited me on your story wonderful story storytelling, yeah. and I met Jackie Cation, Jackie Cation had me on her... It's just all those things. And I heard things. that you talked about stickers. I talked about podcast. stickers for an hour, so you can tell who's got a life, <laughs> and then... And then she's, and just she told me I should just go on, t- I don't know, I guess it's via you, but I wouldn't have. I'm not really giving myself credit. This story does not give me credit, by the way. It gives But I always think about you, okay, that you're the origin, you're the hub, it's you're the, yeah, like, she's like, the centripetal force, you're the hub. But that's, that's oh, only you, because I introduced you to her. Yeah. Like, you okay. always talk about the, the thing about the person who introduced you, right. like, 
Right. I probably would have met Jackie, but you created such a cozy, intimate nice. that we talked. Okay, yes. All right, you're not going to give it to yourself. That's fine. Well, it's pretty <laughs> roundabout. I also know those things where you have an immediate association yeah. with someone who really didn't right. get you on right. but like right. for whatever reason. Or, or but whatever. then she introduced me to other, I don't know, but I was like, it was Anna David. It was just a your okay. event. Great. Yeah. So Great. I'm glad I got you meditating. I need to. Um, you know, the truth is I exaggerate a little bit when I say I do it twice a day, but I've done it consistently since no, then. I'm Have f- you? Pretty consistently? I think at post kid, it went the fuck out the window yeah. and now I try, but yeah, like, no, I, I mean, I, I do it at some point in the morning between three minutes and 15 minutes every mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. And some mornings I skip if it doesn't, and then but I go back to it, but right. it's always different if you check your fucking email or Facebook, the meditation, it's different. Well, you, you know what I, I mean? mean? What I do is I have a thing where I read Jeff Kober's newsletter before. I, I heard you talking about that and I meant to do you text you. No. I'm like, who is this Jeff Kober? Really? You don't know him? No, I don't. Well, he learned. I thought he was a gymnast. First of all, I'm surprised you haven't met him around no. secret clubs. But second of all, he, uh, he learned meditation from Tom. And I would say yeah. he's the reigning meditation, t- oh. uh, Vedic meditation teacher in LA, at least to me. I'd l- yeah, thank you. He's amazing. I'm going to go to him so, or do something with him. Do something with him. Well, here's an here's a easy way in is subscribe to his newsletter. Just Jeff Cohen. Right. You're, you read it in the morning. Read it in the morning. Okay. Every morning be- because it's about Vedic meditation and it's like oh. a thing to just sort of get your mind in Thank the right you. place. Except I don't know that I don't read it because it gives me an excuse to check my email. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I mean, you scroll. You hit Jeff, I, but you scroll. Well, I have to look at my email to get oh, the newsletter. Maybe you should print it out the night before you and put it, it by your at, altar. Comes at the six <laughs> Do you have an altar, Dan? I, you know what I have? That's not what it's called, right? What's it called? No, it is called an altar. Yeah. I have one. But I never mm-hmm. really like use it. I used to like really go to town, What's like in early altar? sobriety. Yeah. I'd have like a lace doily and a candle mm-hmm. and a book and like some kind of talisman. Or like, do you have a Buddha? I have. And do you have a God box? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing came true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, I. Be- I mean, I guess I believe in them. It's like vision boards. It's like I. I don't know. I just I put up like women I was attracted to. <laughs> I didn't know that you were like bi. Oh, I'm th- am I making it sound like I'm bi? No, yes. I, I just realized I made two gay references you and now I'm blushing. For all of you who are listening to this, I'm blushing beet red and I'm not bi. You're, I don't see the blush, oh. listener, so maybe this is all a cover. But I knew you had had like a thing. I think it was in your story that was in the book. Yeah. I think. Uh, that's so face. embarrassing for me that for some reason I'm promoting gay. When I was gay what? for a month in early sobriety. I had a girlfriend for a month and I'm not. Uh, here's the thing. If my husband, who's old. And if he's he, not old. Yes, he is. Older than He's you? in his 50s. That he looks is, good. He does look good. Yeah. A little chubby. Chubby can help with that. He does. I mean, because no yeah. one else. No, yeah. and he knows it. He's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. you know, character actor. Yeah. He's the guy. He's like corner number six in the right. Mysteries of Laura. But he... Yeah, so I'm just saying I, I don't want Larry to die. But let's say he dies in his 60s yeah. of cholesterol. I would... He, his joke is I moved to Paris and I live with a woman. Right, right, right. And I'm just... I'm not bi. Right. I, but I'm, I felt like the one girlfriend I had, I just wish I could have done it differently. What do you mean? Like, had, like, that was like my one romp, and now I'm married, and now it's over. Unless he dies. Unless he dies. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what the world could bring. Maybe the two of you will bring in a third. We've talked about it. See? And then he, he goes, I'll be in the closet. Right. right. <laughs> and I'm like, 
But what, where does that get anybody? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll be weirded out that you're you just, there what the are you, you're listening right, to like lesbian right. sounds? This is really this off is, track. I know. I thought that we got into Friday, but it's yeah. so much more interesting. Yes, of course. Sometimes I just get tired of talking about surprise. I'm not here to even talk about it. I mean, listen. But let's talk about it anyway, because you're going to make it more fun and interesting than usual. How, how long are you sober? We're about the same, right? We're about the same, I think, too. Yeah, 1997. So I've had 18 years in December. Oh, you know, you have way more. I didn't know that. I what do you mean, way more? I, I'll be sixteen in uh, November. Okay. That's considerable amount more. I don't think so. You act okay. like you have eight years. We're this. We're double digit. We're yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just so. I mean, many oh, years. I don't like saying it now because I, I feel like I'm the Jewish Jessica Tandy when I say it, and people think. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. I'll, like even in when I do comedy, I'm like, you know, I'm like over a decade. Like, because right. when I say eighteen years, people look at me like. And then like, oh, I got sober as a zygote, or right, which isn't right, even that right, funny, right? <laughs> and they were like, okay, loser. The thing is, that's I, that's what's happened. I'm obsessed with aging in not a good way, and mm-hmm. as if there's a good way to be obsessed yeah. with aging. But, got it. But when I say I'm almost 16 years sober, all I hear is I'm so old. Yes, and that's yes, I and I hate it. I don't. It's not even like I'm not even proud of my sobriety. No. All I hear is that like I'm fucking a giant stegosaurus, like just old. I know, and. Uh, yeah, and and then you probably experienced maybe like the surreal thing of how days accrue and you don't even know how it even happened and it's mm-hmm. kind of this surreal experience of like, you know, I've seen people die and go out and all this shit and you're like, I don't know why I stayed because I probably just because I eat a cake now instead of drinking. Yeah, just because <laughs> I'm super alcoholic about everything. Right, else, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, didn't drink today. I'm a winner. I know. Just I know. stop it. You're not a winner. I know. <laughs> it's too bad that that's, that just wears off. That just like it does. ride in like yeah. what accomplishment Like I is. think the first three years, mm-hmm. I'll give it to you, mm-hmm. maybe five. I really like that. Sorry, I'm looking at a blue fridge. <laughs> it's a really nice fridge. Yeah. Uh, do you call that blue? I mean, I call that a little like turquoise blue. What's that? Sir, sir? I don't know. Colors. I, I, I never know. know colors, flowers, or dog types. Me too. Really? <laughs> and I don't like the Beatles. I do like the Beatles. I, I don't I, love I, them. No. No. You'll, I'll change the sedation. <laughs> um, okay, okay, but wait, yeah. what, you were saying something super oh. interesting. What was it? So, oh, old, old, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially when, I don't know, you're just kind of like, here's my thing. I want to be, when I'm 74, I want to have 50 years of sobriety. That's yeah. the only thing. Where I, I want to, it's a competitive thing. Like, yeah. I want to be like, wow, like, she really hung in there. And I'll probably, like, skin hanging off me and weird jewelry and piercings. And I'll probably be saying, I don't know. I almost feel like my sobriety was better years ago. A thousand percent. It, right? Yeah. My story is, like, weird now. Like, right. I'll take pieces and I'll, you know. Yeah, it just feels like a different era. Well, I, um, yeah, I mean, I was way more into it. Which is why you sponsees are great, because yeah, I have I a sponsee now, and you're like, oh, yeah, I was that girl. You right. you see why, you know, we're supposed to help I, another yeah, lady, yeah. and then, like, you know, but you're like, you're over it. <laughs> I'm not that good at that. I'm really not. I'm good at being of service in other ways. Yeah, I see. I see you making a great pot of coffee. And getting there early. <laughs> I'm so not that girl. Really? Oh my god, no. Okay, well, just so you know, whenever I've seen you at this secret club, yeah. First I'm of all, doing... being of service, you look great. Thank so you. guess what, so that's kids? Service. That's being of service, service because I, I'm not joking. To harken it back, is that a, to gay? Yeah. I would pick sponsors because they were beautiful right. and had a big rack, and I liked their pink sneakers, and I'd stare at their pink sneakers, and I'm right. not 
joking you. Oh, I asked. I had a supermodel as a sponsor <laughs> yeah, for a while. Yes. I mean, literally, and like a famous actress. Yeah. And, oh, I've thought about that. Yeah, and then yeah. I almost I took an actress's name. Mm-hmm. This was in OA. Mm-hmm. Took her name and her number off the list and called her only because she was an mm-hmm. actress and was like, I really. I heard her share and I was like, I'd love to talk to you about your four step. Right, right, right. Left her that voicemail. Like, right. who the fuck? Like, she wants to call me and talk about her four step. But I will say the supermodel mm. was like a good sponsor. She was into I'm it. I'm sure she was. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I mean, love to have a supermodel as a sponsor. It was interesting. It was super interesting. Yeah. Um, Looks and whatever keeps you coming back. But like this thing about old is, yeah. oh, by the way, that was the whole podcast with Jeff. Rogan. I know. <laughs> it's, inter- it's great to hear a guy talk yeah. about aging. I'm sorry. He was like, it's hard. He said it's harder for a man. I know. He's. He Did you let him? Do, do we he, let him get away with that? No, he thinks everything's harder for him. You know. <laughs> he should just have his own podcast on aging. I know he should. I mean, here's the thing: is is we're not old. No. It's I just, firmly believe that. Except I don't firmly believe that. That's the problem. So that's a, when anyone asks you how many years you have, like I almost don't want to take a cake anymore for yeah, my anniversary. Oh, so awful. I know, I know. But, but I mean, here's—I literally was talking about this this morning um, at a secret club um, <laughs> with this girl who is thirty and is like nine years sober. I'm okay. Like, yeah, Seriously. I get angry. Yeah. So, isn't that that's pathological? I should be happy for that eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, it's just like it's know. actually really annoying. It's really obnoxious. Frankly. It is obnoxious. No, and by the way, she'll probably go out. Some, no, no, no. <laughs> just if joking. If you are listening and you are young, it's <laughs> awesome. I just am jealous of her youth. Frankly. We're je- no listen. Yeah. We're, I'm a Yiddish jealous magpie. Right. <laughs> that's what I am. God bless that girl. I'm probably she's probably gonna sponsor me. Yeah, right. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like I could be and you could be 18 years not sober. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like oh, that's the thing. Like oh, I have yeah. people I went Sh- I have shutter. a friend I went to rehab with who who can't stay sober. Yeah. So it's like No, I you're right. Like, I'm glad you brought that up. And you went true. to rehab. That's so cool of Isn't you. It? Were Except- you like Gia and like or girl interrupted? <laughs> like I feel like you were like the I slut and badass that of movie. rehab. Can we Gia? just talk about that movie? My favorite movie. Well, first of all, it was like I discovered Angelina Jolie. Of like course. you know what I and mean? And don't, don't you think it was like Madonna and Desperately Seeking Susan? Like she slipped right into Never got into that one. But I'm just Never saying right. it was her like oh, God, I loved her, her swan so song. Much. It, it practically made me a lesbian. Yeah, good okay. for you. Was yeah. that the thing that yes. switched you? Well, she's a little skinny for me. Mm. And I don't need her to get a vial of my blood <laughs> around her right. neck. But no, her no, s- she's hot. No, she's hot. And in that movie. And young hot. And she yeah. made lesbianism just look so sexy. Did she scissor in that movie? Can't remember that. Okay. I just remember that like there was like a thing where she's like uh, naked oh. and she's like up against a fence. Oh, yeah. Naked, it was like a modeling show. That shoot. was hot. I know. Yeah. I know. So Lady Boner time. No, that was great. Yeah. But so, okay. But here's the thing. I did outpatient treatment, but oh. I think it sounds cooler to say I went to treatment. Don't, by the way, just a little tip. Don't say outpatient treatment. But I did. I did. But because this is why it's important. I know rigorous honesty. <laughs> well, and people will say that won't work. And they told me that when oh, I said I was going to do really? it. And I actually don't even know what that means exactly. You were at home and checked into mm-hmm. like a place every day. I had day. a job. And if I oh. left the job, if I took a leave, I was going to lose the job. And oh, like, I felt oh. like my esteem was so, yeah. you know, that I would, it would impact my sobriety negatively. Right. So I, I had a deal with Promises West LA where I would 
would just drive over there at five o'clock to Venice. Um, Talk so about mean, commitment. Seriously. You, you laid a foundation. <laughs> you really laid a template. And I would drive In traffic, there. you're like, 405, that's sobriety. And I was willing. I was just like, that's yeah, cool. No, this I is, get that. And every day I went there and I got there at like six o'clock and I would have the evening groups with the people who were inpatient. I feel like that's very sweet. It's almost like Thornton Wilder's Our Town. <laughs> like you have a community every... Like, I think that's kind of beautiful. Like, I've never done a 90-90. I've never had, Me like, neither. an everyday thing. Yeah. In the beginning, didn't you just sort Maybe of Maybe a seven and day? seven. I didn't. Really? I didn't. I mean, I always went... Probably make it four, four times, four times a week. Interesting. And then it would just—it's just been three times a week for like ever. You know, probably more sometimes. You do hear people say, and I've sort of done it. Like Mm -hmm. you step it up, you go from three or four to seven, and you feel amazing. I'm sure. And it is possible. It's such an ego, though. though, Like my thing was like, I don't need more friends. I I barely did fellowship. I remember my first friend. Like I didn't. I wasn't that person. I know because I remember (laughs) I tried to go to dinner with you, and I got taken to a meditation. no, class. I only sit with you with a group of people. Yeah. No, and that's to my uh, to a def. I, mean, I think I fault. was hurt. I think I might have had a resentment. I think I was hurt. I think that I th- I felt rejected. But then look what you got. The bounty you reaped because <laughs> we didn't go to fucking like uh, yes. Terry's Tacos. We went. Yeah. I think we. You know what? We're gonna have that dinner. I think and I don't might, know when. Might. Yeah. Maybe or might not. Maybe when we're seventy and fifty years. Yeah. Sober. Exactly. <laughs> um. So okay. So you guys are in New York. Is that true? I got sober in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was. I would, my little outpatient was, tw- I was about to say the name of the meeting. Anti gaming, whatever people whatever. do, but you don't need to, okay. Right. Well, was, anyway, the meeting was on 22nd and like 3rd. I lived on 22nd and Park. Uh-huh. And I, I remember being such an egotistical, little entitled snot that when I called Intergroup, I'm like, it's got to be in the neighborhood. Right. Like, right. Where is it? I'm not traveling. And then, the, ironically, I travel all over the world to go to a meeting. But, and I did. So I, yes, I got sober in New York and it was, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about this too because, you know, I'm I'm where I am work wise, mm-hmm. and that's been a huge thing for me. Like, you don't get anything just because you stay sober. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I I just said to my husband, this is what I caught myself saying, all right. Like, I just, what if I'd spent my 20s, you know, doing stand up or doing real work? Because I was such a scared wild cat that I was so paralyzed with fear. Instead of fucking batiking, journaling, stickering, meter oh, no. meeting, outside help, like it's all I did. And yes, I went to improv groups and yes, I did stuff. But my husband just looked at me and was like, you didn't have anything to say. Right. On some level, like you weren't ready to ex- to really do anything. You were just yeah. healing. And, you know, I'm like, why wasn't I Variety's top 2,000 guys or whatever? Right. And he's like... And it's kind of helpful and ego deflating to be like, it really things happen when they're meant to happen. And I've had that long, slow recovery, like beyond. Yeah. You know, I, I do believe that. Um, and it carried me through, you know, the first like 12 year or whatever. Like it, I do believe that inherently it happens when it's meant to, how it's meant to. Yeah. Um, and that certainly helps us. We shall not regret the past. Yes. Um, but I had the same thing where I was useless all through my twenties. Oh my god! And how about yeah. these like high functioning people who like accomplished stuff in their twenties? Oh yeah. Oh, what about drunk people who are having? I know. Just a tsunami of success. I, I mean, know. I don't know what they're doing if they're you know snorting lines on their bidet or if they're right. having sex with an elf. You know, you never know. Yeah. But it's like you. But you know, keep my look at my own side of the street and blah blah blah. Yeah, but and, it, and I met a lot of like listen. You know, I'm a person. I literally was like a robot. I was like a sex robot when I came in. I was like a personality magician. Just, it was a real like inside out ground zero 
job. Talk about the sex robot thing. <laughs> it's too good to let you just get away um, with that. Where did I just run? Where did I even get that? I mean, listen, I, I think that I, a lot of my bottoms or the, the, you know, incomprehensible demoralization was like, I'm fucking someone I wouldn't even talk to sober. Right. And this isn't even me being like lower companion or I'm better. It's just literally just not a person I would connect mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just like my virginity was basically lost in a bathroom at a party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and there's a part of me that kind of liked that mm-hmm. because I don't give a shit. So it was like a lot of like the drinking, the alcohol was like hand in hand with like just throwing my body at whoever, mm-hmm. not caring. And like being kind of like, it was almost like male alcoholic. Like at the end on this apartment I had, like my friend Nick had the keys. I'd go out to dinner and there would just be 10 guys in my living room doing coke. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I thought I was like living, you know, the movie Kids, which I wasn't, you know. Right, or, right. Or like, the movie Gia, or, minus Let's the, go back to Gia. Yeah. yeah. Or I was like Nico, but not Nico. <laughs> Just bloated and the self-esteem of a muskrat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing. Everybody had the keys to my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. It was all gay dudes, though. Oh. West Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it safer. Yeah, I mean, it didn't even, you know, that was just, that was who, that was my crowd. Yeah, no, I I wish I could have used more help, like more gays around me. Yeah, well, also, when mine was strict cocaine. So so I really luckily didn't get into any trouble with boys and all of that stuff, because they were all gay and we were doing coke. We weren't interested in having sex, we were interested in talking about our amazing business It was like a Whit Stillman movie. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. And those movies are depressing. But then you don't get pregnant or an STT, which I'm grateful no. i didn't either yeah. but i'm lucky yeah. you know yeah. yeah i did um have you ever done coke with a deaf guy actually I have to think about that i did a lot of drinking with a deaf guy but no coke. Yeah. yeah maybe it was the same guy i banged <laughs> i don't think so okay <laughs> um but but um what so okay so new york and drink but mostly drinking and some coke yeah and- we had some coke um yeah and then it just you know it i had i think the the marvelous trifecta of coke eating disorder and alcohol got me in early right i can't even say early anymore in this day and age people are coming in at like two it's like 24 and i went you know to like never had a legal drink that awesome meeting i had there were like high school kids they're talking about like field hockey practice was really tough today and then you want to kick them in the balls right right New York was great for like bopping around and just like hitting a meeting, hitting a diner with friends and, you know, hitting that writer's group. I like slowly realized that like what was honestly going to save me was creativity Mm -hmm. and just getting it like all of that out. And when I got sober, I was in an acting class and my teacher had said, just write a truthful monologue, which I'd never written anything. And of course, I went away with my family and I wrote 20 and I'm sure Mm -hmm. they're all Mm -hmm. horrendous, like but they, it wasn't horrible, the one I did. And then I just started writing. Mm-hmm. Like, I wrote, I'd write one act called, like, Perry's Dusk. And she'd be wearing, like, a pink boa. And, like, and it was all, co- like, completely autobiographical. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, so you're writing about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that just, you know, evolved into a one-person show. Where I, and I just, it was really, like, girls in AA. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Wait, girls the show? or Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be a big no. Uh, but gr- <laughs> other sober women. That others, was your you know, like, deal. Yeah. yeah, because even when I'm such a person where I like, I really had to debunk the mythology of like the sponsor is going to save you or the person right. in power. I had a big thing with like someone has power over me or something. Right, it was like a big right. with my dad issue. So when you just like call up a friend commiserating with a friend, that was so healing mm-hmm, for me because mm-hmm. you 
also, I also realized, oh, not everybody has the answer, and they don't have my answer. Right, right, right. I know it is really interesting. I, um, you, you know, it's really hard to not put like a sponsor, a therapist, and all. Of yeah, that stuff, those people on a pedestal. Yeah. I still struggle with that. Absolutely. You know? Anyone who I think has some kind of illusory power. Yeah. I, I, my stomach clenches up. Or yeah. I feel a little, or I'm not totally authentic. So that's something I'm working on now. It's just being completely authentic. Mm-hmm. What do in you front mean? Of who, being myself, no matter if it's the guy at fucking Ralph's or I'm in a meeting about my, you know, whatever project mm-hmm. that it's just, I'm enjoying myself. I think that's the thing. Like, am I having fun? Mm-hmm. And even if I'm feeling really nervous right before, you know, I'm just sort of like, oh, I've been here. I, I never did inner child, Anna. I, ne- I hate my inner child. I don't like inner what child. What do you mean? Like that inner child shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think my inner child's like a bulimic whore. Like, right, I just don't right, have it. Right, right. But I have to tell you, in the last month, uh-huh. 18 years in, uh-huh. I just started calling her Lizzie. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? And it's working. I always hated people who talked about it. What Was do that? you mean? So you just like there's are a like, little girl I get, inside I mean, me. I know the concept, so, but I just <laughs> yeah. don't get it really. So you're like, so you're like, a month ago you were like, there's a Lizzie inside of me. Yes. Okay. And how did that happen? Like, how did that? I, I go to this meeting where it gets talked about a lot. Interesting. All the time, and I. I started, I was like violently judging in the beginning. Yeah. Like I almost left the meeting. Yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, let's stop it. Just stop it. And then, you know, that osmosis thing. And then I really respect the per- respect the person who's talking about it. And then it has, and then I'm like, what do I have to lose? I used to, in early sobriety, carry around a stuffed orangutan and Velcro the paws around my neck mm-hmm. just to make myself feel better to mm-hmm. stop throwing up my food. So then I was like, I'm just going to welcome Lizzie. So interesting. <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen to me. Have you ever tried it? Yes, I was like in little a, Anna. Like, oh, ten, God, like, what, did you play strange. a sport? No. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let me hold that in. No, I did ballet. I did. Love did you love ballet? Theaters. Did you love music? Were you? I loved music. Were you a Vita? Were you in? No, I was always. I was always got the big dance part. So, what was the most joyful thing you did in childhood? Um. I or mean, one of them. Or yeah, an activity. Ballet? Yeah, like writing and like... Were you like Claire in the friends. Nutcracker and you're like hiding the gold? Not at all. I was always <laughs> the like... I never got the lead. I always felt like with writing and dance, I yeah. was always good enough but yeah. never gifted, you know? Huh. I mean, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Because it's not about being gifted. By the way, success is not about being gifted. Yeah. I don't think But I feel like you're very gifted in both those areas. Well, you've never seen me dance. (laughs) I know. You have a dancer's body. Look, now I'm hitting on you. (laughs) Now who's gay? I heard about you in the beginning of this episode. (laughs) No, but I did therapy, group therapy, where you had to write a letter with your left hand when Uh, you're in trouble. And I just cringe, you know? And I did another group therapy. I'm the same. I know. Where you had to hold a stuffed animal and, like, be with your child. And I just... Well, I think those those suck. Okay. I don't know who your group leader was, but... Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'll try anything at this point. Right, right. So whatever makes me feel, because at some point I get, I don't know, embarrassed or like, I don't, when I judge myself, like, why am I feeling so anxious and I'm here? But Mm -hmm. the goal is not to judge it and just be like, okay, who needs comforting? Right, right. Like I had the sponsors like, put your hand over your heart and call yourself sweetheart. Really? So that one I'll do. Yeah. But I'll just whisper sweetheart. So right. So when you're anxious, <laughs> that's your little girl freaking and out. And I've only done it maybe three times. And I don't know. I think it's also about contrary action. And like, like I do feel like there's this little girl inside me who's jumping up and down and be like, I want to play. Why isn't anyone letting me play? Mm. Why haven't I gotten enough 
why haven't I gotten out there more? Mm-hmm. Like she just wants to play. Mm-hmm. So, which is humbling and sad and hopeful and okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's, and like reframing it that way, except it's funny you brought up girls instead of being like, why aren't I fucking Lena Dunn? Like that's a rabbit hole that's so pernicious and so toxic. See, I don't have that. You're so lucky. Because I'm like, she's so far beyond. I mean, my thing with her, I've actually talked about in this podcast, is people hate, you know, people are so violently jealous because they think she got all these breaks. My jealousy of her is that she had parents that were so loving and supporting and Oh, yeah, and I know. That at 22, she could access yes. what it takes yes. the rest of us. I'm totally with lives, you. You know? And then on the end, but I also will say I've been able to let it go completely is that she's worked really hard. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, we'll give it. I don't we'll resent her. people who are talented. I don't think I'm ever jealous of people who are talented. I'm that's amazing. jealous of people who are undeserving of their success. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Where I think the ego or they don't, they're not like grateful or they just kind of. That doesn't bother me yeah. that much. The undeserving. Yeah. The people Which is who a, I think waltzed into it because yeah. I think I should have, you know. Right. Um, I'm in a, my friend and I, who we, she has a pretty successful husband and, you know, my, my husband works. So mm-hmm. we thought up this group called SUS. Mm-hmm. which stands for spouses of undeserving success stories. Right. right. And we just want to meet and be like, cause it's also when you're like, Larry gets all the accolades. So he works it, that much. Yeah. He works pretty steadily as a character actor. You're not going to recognize him. Right, be like, right, is right. that the morgue? Is that the morgue attendant on right. like bones? But right, like, right. no, he does well. I guess I'm saying this. He is very deserving. Right. But in terms of talent, <laughs> her husband is too. I would say more my husband is just like, he just he'll get him. He's getting a massage right now. Right. You know what I mean? But you could be too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And your little girl probably wants that. But Does like, Lizzie want a massage? Lizzie might. But like yeah. we're such Correct. like I mean it's partially just like being like a sort of sort of smart assertive Jewish woman. Yes. I'm just gonna say we're like, similar, I think, in terms of like, like driven. You have to be I mean, I don't think I would allow myself to get a massage in the middle of the day. I would day. never, Do but I, see, I'm happy to get him at night happy to get him yeah, at night. Yeah. yeah. I think it's weird at seven in the morning, but yeah. At I night. think it's weird. Well, it's just like the day is for accomplishing. That's right. Right. Yeah. So are you, would you, you're not like work obsessive though. Are you in terms of like work ethic or work results or just like in general? the amount of time you no, put into no, it and the no, way you think about not it. Not at all. But you think about it. I a think lot. about it. T- I'm always spinning of yeah. just ideas and not I- well, jokes or ideas or right. things, but I think I've let, I've seen good results from leaving myself alone and I can be really productive for like three or four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then what else do you do? Well, you have a child. I have a child now. And that, I mean, that sounds like, wow, you've got a lot of time on your hands, but it's amazing how you can fill up the day. Not really. Yeah. I think with like being a mother and then working yeah. three or four hours a day, that sounds like a yeah, good... Yeah, no, it's a good, it takes up the day. I'll yeah. say that. I will definitely, definitely work more... But really, it's just me sitting around. I don't know. Like, there's just business to do. But I'd like to do it in the morning. But that's my thing. Like, I'm ready to work more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a little, I'm a little bit sick of like this little bubble I'm in. Mm-hmm. That isn't to say I'm letting myself off the hook. But like, ready to be on a staff or like just something different. Okay, so what would be your dream then? Hmm. My, I just so I wrote a a web series. I know who hasn't. I You're right. Well, my so rabbi, I feel like, has a web series okay. called, Not like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it's being shopped out there. It was produced. And it's called Bitter Homes and Gardens. And I would mm-hmm. love that to go <laughs> to either on the internet or cable series and, like, run the show with a seasoned showrunner because I have no experience. Or something like that would be 
absolutely a dream. I got close uh, to a show that didn't get picked up on NBC, like very close. So that didn't happen. It's a happen. staff writing job. Mm-hmm. I got super, super close this time. And then it wasn't picked up. So. Right, right. So so you have like, I didn't know this. So so you have, you started writing TV spec scripts. Yeah, I've written, I wrote a girl spec. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I've written, I've written a bunch of specs and I go out every season. I've gotten close. But Since I feel when like- have you been doing that? I I did a one act at Circle X that CIA came to and then they signed me and ever since then I've been right. and that was like 2006 I yeah. want to say so I and I sold so my one woman show Coke Free Jap I sold a pilot to Showtime based on that and that was when I was pregnant so that was like such a like like me getting the message because I was like I'm not having a baby because I need to be successful right, and the, right, right the biggest thing I had was when I was sitting in right. the office so it just seemed like everything happened everything happened like, and then all it my dreams. stopped right or I know. 2006 going... was a really good year yeah. for me too yeah I was like oh it's just amazing stay like that. yeah I'm like guys I got this yeah 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 and then the but, economy crashed don't you kind of blame that I, don't I blame know. Lehman Brothers pretty much yeah 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 it's all that um so that's been going on and okay. then stand-up sort of got full improv stopped stand-up got folded in but yeah that's been a constant in plays and what have you right right and you have a show but isn't that a storytelling show right now that's a pure stand-up pure stand-up yeah. show so that's what's going on right now it's the third Friday of every third month Friday of every at month. the improv yeah called Eat, Pray, Fuck. Eat, Pray, Fuck. And, <laughs> um, and then what else are you doing? So I'm really, I feel like I'm incubating or waiting because a play I wrote called ICU was up at Circle X in the fall. So mm-hmm. that's like a bunch of people have it in New York. So the dream is to get that in New York. And yeah, I mean, I guess I, I started another play and I'm doing stand-up and it feels like that's enough Just right enough. now. Yeah. And I'm submitting there's a job i would i want to be in new york i'm just gonna say it right now i want to be in new york for like six months okay but not move no okay and then there and then everyone can pack up in the caravan and follow me right 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 fine yeah i just went to my high school reunion you did and i had that like magical walking back along like the west side highway Mm -hmm. with like drunks coming out or barfing or everyone Mm -hmm. someone getting a role and like magical Right, because <laughs> magical in what way? Uh, to the, in that there was a pulse or an energy in New York. I grew up in the city, and I feel like I need a, a change of almost topography or terrain. Okay, and but people. hold on, isn't that magic only exists when you're visiting New York? <laughs> yes, correct. But I can like be of service to my 101 year old grandmother. Wow. Who, by the way, folks, if you're married, I'm going to tell you something right now. What? My grandmother has had two husbands. She doesn't remember either of them. The person she remembers is the guy she banged, <laughs> the married man she banged in between. That's the only one she remembers to the point where she dissolves into giggles and blushing and laughter when I say Oscar Dube. Oh my she God. goes, how could I have done that? And she doesn't remember her husband. But like out of shame, <laughs> so, she says, how could I have done that? No, almost like pride. Right, like right, Like giggling how pride. Yeah, Oscar? And then inevitably goes, do you think he's still alive? And I go... <laughs> No, he'd be a hundred. Literally, he'd be a hundred and twenty. Right. Literally, right. and she goes, "Yeah, I don't want him now." But maybe someone else. Love it. Yeah, Love it. runs in our family the male obsession. Well, I have two grandmothers on both sides were married three times apiece. Oh, wow. they didn't do that that back then. Well, apparently, your grandmother sort of did. Yeah, but yeah, she was a bit of a floozy. I mean, mm-hmm. she she will say, "Oh God, I'm going to dinner with women. I can't even. It's the most depressing thing in the she world." She still goes out to dinner. Not anymore. Yeah. But when she did, or yeah. she, I always call her on Saturday night because she's like, Saturday night's the loneliest night of the year. Right, right. She <laughs> wants just, to be on a date. Yeah. 
What? Um, so you had those marriages, grand grannies. Oh yeah. Good for oh, them. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. Get like, something you want. Yeah. Don't stay with something that sucks. Yeah. I wonder if they got what they wanted. <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. Maybe in a documentary. Um. But okay. Wait. So so I I do feel like we, we should talk a little bit more about addiction and recovery, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, it's all about addiction and yes, recovery because this yeah. whole thing is recovery. Listen, what a, um, sure. Would you say that what have been your best sober years? Whoa. Right? Great question. Yeah. I loved moving out here. It was like brave new world and being single because I had a therapist who, and I guess I was 10, eight years sober because my last, my second to last therapist, or I've had so many. And she was like, I have nothing to tell you except move. Wow. You just, I literally have nothing. And I was paying her a handsome amount. Right. Good for her. And yet you want to move back to New York, you just said, which is interesting. I know. So, but it's not, but I've, but I've sort of gotten out of the clutches of my emotionally incesting dad and my narcissistic mother. Right. So, and then we've retooled that and they're wonderful grandparents, blah, blah, blah. So I moved here and it was just, and even though I still actually was compulsively overeating and had that and would be sitting in Starbucks eating five maple oat scones in Mm -hmm. daylight and Mm -hmm. anyone could see me, I, I got to like try IO and I had two best friends from Trini who who would just, I was like the third wheel and they would take me everywhere and I could just date and try improv. And there wasn't that pressure because I was 30. Right. I was 30 and I found new meetings and it was like Fielding was carving out a life for herself right? because there was a lot, there was like this vortex and morass of just, I mean, it was like an emotional Holocaust. (laughs) Right. Right. So I loved, and I I will say even to my husband, God, I really miss those years when I had an apartment in West Hollywood and had parties. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, fine. And he's so like Irish and blustery. He's like, fucking, I don't give a shit. Like do it. But so that was great. Um, I guess, sure. The first year with my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) But it was an exhausting year. But you know. Well, we had help. Uh Wasn't that exhausting? Yeah. I know. It was just kidding. It It was exhausting. No. Of course you didn't. That's not true. Um, Now, what's interesting. And then the first, by the way, and the first couple years too and then it got really hard which i think i've heard you talk about i had a similar well, experience that pink cloudy where it's like all i have to do is get my you know coffee and go to weekenders yeah and just like and be like a like, cute new sober girl i mean but here's the weird thing is dreamy how many people do you meet most people i would say are like early sobriety was was awful uh, yes and i'm like how do you do it then because right. i felt like I, I couldn't, the reason it was quote yeah. unquote easy for me yeah. to get sober is that I was given this life I'd always kind of dreamed yeah. of, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think you had a lot more going on than I did. And that's such a testament to you. Like I didn't have, I, well, I didn't, no, the thing is I had you were nothing working. I mean, you were going working. on before. So the dichotomy between right. okay. what had been going on yeah. and then like even having a job, let alone a job I really yeah. wanted was like shocking transition, right. you know? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I didn't find, I mean, listen, it was like you know, a lot of crying and blah, but it's like, I just like put myself in people's hands. Like this right. weird surrender of like, I'll call you. Yeah. You've got one tooth, but I'll call you. Right. I'll call you. You oh, seem to- like a psycho, but I'll go to coffee with you. <laughs> with the nine people. Remember you'd go to like coffee yes. with nine people and breakfast and you'd yes. talk and then you guys would be like, do you want to go to a movie? Oh my God. You know? I mean, again, I didn't do that that much. I, I mean, <laughs> but I even I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I would go to, oh, what was that diner in New York? I want to say like, but yeah, it was at that. Those were almost my the most seminal events. Yeah, it's just sitting. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, not now. I'm really going to sound like Jewish Jessica Tandy, but it's like no one was checking their phone. I know. Guess what? 
That's a fucking big difference. Nobody was checking their phone. And I miss that. I sound angry right now. I'm a little, I'm bringing back. But I check my phone more than anyone. So do I. But like, and when I would qualify, I remember people coming up and giving me cigarettes. What? Maybe that's the two extra years you have on. That's right. Do that. That's right. They didn't do that when I was around. But yeah, it's weird. And I, and I certainly, I'm always, uh, you know, hesitant about making anybody think that, okay, it gets worse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. you get more aware. It's a kaleidoscope. It, works, it has to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. I mean, like you hit, yeah. it's like, I, my thing is like the artichoke. It's not the onion. Oh, interesting. You're peeling Explain. to get to the heart. Whoa. So there's a goal and you reach there like at 60 when you have. Yeah. I'm there now. I'm like, I'm not, listen. I'm not Lena Dunham, but right. I'm at the heart. Really? Meaning yeah. your life is exactly the way you want it to be? I'm happy with my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I had a particularly glacial heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like really iced over, really like not – like I'm a, I have always been a kind person. I'm a mm-hmm. generous person. But I was comp- – because of the Star Wars defense shield growing up, mm-hmm. it was just – I was almost impenetrable. Like I've right. cried in front of my husband – maybe 10 or 15 times in, t- right. in 10 years, which is right. not necessarily the marker, but it's just like, I don't want. So anyway, I feel like I'm fine being embarrassed in front of someone, being vulnerable, like just being who I am. And I feel like, I think that's the goal. Yeah. And being of service. Just, right. Is like, being fine. happy the goal? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I, I don't need, I, not for me. I think that it's truly, again, because I was such this personality magician and it was exhausting trying to be someone in front, in front. Like I would, um, being authentic, being exactly who I am. Like my husband too would say this in early surprise. Someone would be like, how you doing Larry? And he'd be like, not so good. Mm-hmm. And to him, that was huge to just be simple and honest where he was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good to me, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I know there's always act better than you feel. But I mean, I've always been more anxious than depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's even like joy and happiness. That's never been the huge like issue for me. It's calm. more like, can I can my soul calm the fuck down? But don't you confuse anxiety and depression? No. They feel completely different to me. Interesting, because I was oh, you at were- my psychiatrist yesterday. Okay, yeah. And she tell me, and she, um, because she tells me that she thinks I'm more anxious than suffering from depression yeah. when I, because I have like more episodic. Yeah. And she says that it's it's um because it's my thoughts and because mm-hmm. it's more like oh my god I feel sad am I gonna get depressed so it's actually more anxiety around it than it is the actual That's, depression. How does that resonate with you? It sure doesn't feel like anxiety to me. It can, it gets, it's a tricky, enigmatic kind yeah. of um, ephemeral or just like this. Cause I think mine's so deep that I almost don't know how much I suffer sometimes from anxiety right. because it's right. such so, so cellular, yeah. like the, like just handed down the DNA. So like, I know, you know, those moments in my life where I'm completely, it's just, it's ebbed completely from my body. And I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like. Which is not to say we all walk around. Right. But it's like, oh, I I can strive to have that. I'm entitled to have that. That kind of pocket of serenity. when you meditate? Yes. Every time? Well, not when I hear my daughter's Paw Patrol in the background. Um, You know what? Honestly, I'm so happy that... um, 
Yeah, I mean, I it's there's deeper, there are different levels of it. There's like a subterranean level, but I feel like I just I'm I'm not on my phone. The phone is so big. Like I'm not I'm not thinking like I have to answer that email or that text or that mm-hmm. thing. I'm just like in my bubble. Um, yeah. So that so I always kind of latch onto those because I want more of them. Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying because I feel like I like there there's the stuff that I have to do now. So I don't. I don't like I have had maybe like real spiraling mm-hmm. for like weeks and mm-hmm. now it, it's days maybe and not weeks mm-hmm. or months or a year. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, oh, I have to exercise this amount or go to this amount of meetings. And the whole thing is so humbling because you're like, you have this amount of time. I still have to have that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what's the alternative? I know. Well, you need, I need it more. I need to be yeah. more diligent about it because like I right. said, like early sobriety was such a high and yes. having a life and being outside of my apartment and, you know, around men that were not gay you right. know, was such a right. like revelation right. that that was enough. And now I want so much more all the time. And as our lives get bigger, yeah. we actually, the program or I find my recovery has to match my life. Yeah. Cause how many times, you know, you hear people like, I stopped going to meetings. Right. I mean, how many times have you heard that? I know, that? but I can't even imagine that. No. And I'm not going to like be of service. No. Like, I'm going because I need yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. It's just horrifying. I to know. think about not having that just phrase systemic kind of framework that you just, you know, you hear that one thing. Right. And you're like, okay, I'll think about that for the next like, three or four days. I came here to hear that thing. Yeah. And maybe tell a newcomer, you know, she, I like her haircut. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. I heard some things this morning. I was like, they're so good and I've already forgotten yeah. them. But you right. don't know. You know those people who, later. I've always wanted to be that woman who knits. I thought at 10 years I'd be the knitting woman mm-hmm. because how many thousands of meetings have we been to? Oh, I was the knitting woman for a You were? Time. Why at, did you drop it? At the bliss days, I was for you, sure. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. And by the way, you you exuded a serenity knitting. I did. I know. I remember thinking to myself, I want to be her friend. Okay. You didn't even remember I knit it. <laughs> so, no, it's all coming crashing okay, back to me. Okay. No, no, no. I actually remember the I color was, of the sweater. Okay, okay. I never knit a sweater. I'm not trying to bust you. I only knew how to knit scarves. I know. And I, I never see, picture your seat. I never could get better because I would only knit in meetings. Oh. So, you know, I, that's all I could but do. But I'm really, I mean, listen, I think that's amazing. But then I did the needlepoint and then I was just like, you know what? It was all about I couldn't sit still. I just remember it was really like this entombing or embalming. I don't know what the adjective is. Just calming to see women knit. I know they know, they don't anymore, do they? No. Yeah, they or, did. Or for they, a while. But then and then of course when people take notes, I'm like, what a douchebag. What are you? Right. Or they take notes on their phone. Oh, I don't. Yeah, and then I've you don't that. know if they're yeah. sexting or snapchatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, let's get let's start yeah. wrapping up. Is yeah, there anything wow. you want to? Like, I know, right? Good convo. Yeah, it could have been. Let's could have been like a <laughs> Peppa Pig sleepover. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to add? You want people to know? Like, where can people find? you on the interwebs they can find me at fielding edlo i mm-hmm. just joined instagram even though it scares me mm-hmm. um definitely come to eat pray fuck the third friday of every mm-hmm. month because the lineup's been great and it's a fun Except show it's an hour show if you're in la you oh, should be coming to the after party okay, listen. show but we're gonna end that at some so, point, so do both if you can yeah yeah is yours at eight yeah shit okay for no you one should month go. go to anna's and one month come to fielding exactly and listen then meet us afterwards for a screening of Gia at my place in Hancock Park. <laughs> I sound like if such an really, asshole. I sound like really, such an no, asshole. If you really do that, you will show Gia. <laughs> no, you'll have an amazing life. If you yeah. actually take us up on that, yeah. 
No, Should they get a prize? Uh, or are we the prize? We're the prize. <laughs> the three of us, because I'm only picturing one person doing okay. it, will go to your house and watch Gia. And maybe Jeff Rhoda will show up and tell a depressing story. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. No. So that was Fielding Edlo on After Party Pod, your favorite podcast about addiction and recovery. Thank you for listening. Go check out Fielding. Go subscribe to this podcast. Go give it a review. Go check out my other podcast. That's enough ordering you today. Thank you for listening.